Welcome, man. Thanks for coming on to have a chat. No, thanks for thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it, honestly. It's um, pretty, pretty sick. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you wanted to come on and have a chat. I've been following you for a little bit, and I like what you do. Let's start oh, thanks, with man. where it all began for you. Um, I guess it was like so. Um, well, I've been around music my whole life. Like my dad, you know, he's played guitar, and uh, like my mum likes to. Well, she wasn't like a singer. But like my mum likes to, you know, like sing around the house and stuff. So I've always been around music, but it was mainly like all the 80s type uh, rock and roll and all that stuff. And um, when my mum was younger, she used to listen to like Salt and Pepper and Tupac and all that and all that. So like it was mainly just because I was around music for so long, I kind of just got like got the hang of it. You know, I had like a rhythm and I, in, in school, I really enjoyed poetry as well. So that's probably why I started writing. And actually, like, when it first kicked off was when I did a um, school project. We had to write a song. And I was into hip-hop at the time. So I wrote my first song and everyone just kind of, like, laughed at me and said I'll never get anywhere with it. So mainly I'm just here to try and, you know, do something good for myself and make myself feel better from what I used to cop back in the day. So, yeah, that's where it all started. That's usually where most rap-inspired things start from. It comes from people saying you're not going to make it, and you're like, fuck you, I'm going to yeah, do it. Yeah. I'm going to show you. You'll see. Yeah, you, you kind of you just want to say, like, like you kind of just want to put a big <laughs> fuck you in their face. Like, you know, they say you can't do something, but you can do anything you put your mind to. I'm not trying to be one of those artists who's, like, you know, trying to uh, – wait, what's that word? Inspirational? Oh, <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, it's, but yeah, I'm trying. Not trying to be one of those artists that just pushes inspiration. But anyone can be what they want. Like you know, you want to be anything, you can be anything. I, I never knew I was going to become like an artist, or I never knew I wanted to do that for my future. But I guess this is where it kind of kicks off. I reckon. So yeah. When did you fall into it? Like you released something in 2020. Um, yeah, I think yeah, that was my. That was my first my first song as Kickback. I started because I was doing some stuff that, that wasn't going as far. Well, at first, when I started, it was just kind of a, like a fuck around type thing. Then I, like, that was Rock's Productions. Don't go check out that music. That was, that was bad. I, I used to like um, just record stuff and just go one take and then post it that very night. Then it started getting to the point where people were like, you know, you got some you got some talent here, like, you should try and do something with it. I was like, I got no talent. I'm just saying random shit. <laughs> and then I kind of just worked on it from there. Like, I would look up, um, like, different rappers, you know, I would really invest myself into the hip-hop scene. I've always been into hip-hop, but I would really invest myself to try and make better music. And then it just started getting to the point where I was like, give myself some time, I'll drop this song, wait, like, you know, watch the numbers go up, whatever they go up to, and then drop another song. But the kickback stuff was, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do because I was going somewhere before this, but imagine where I can take it now because I, I know I've improved lyrics-wise and stuff like that better than what I was about two years ago. So, yeah. How'd you come up with the name Kickback? Uh, it was really because like when, when I hang out with people, they go like, oh, like, you know, like, you're so chill, bro. You're so laid back, you know? And I was like, I might as well just, like give a name to myself that just describes myself you know 
Mm. Like, because if see, people were saying I'm chill and real laid back, I was like, you know, like, why don't we just put our feet up and kick back? And then someone was like, whoa, like, what'd you say, bro? And I was like, kick back. And he goes, wait, that'll be a dope name, cuz. And I'm like, you reckon? He goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I just stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get all types of names for it. You want to hear them? Yeah. Lay them on me. <laughs> I get, I get, I get shit back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not sack. <laughs> All right. Kurt Sack. <laughs> yep. That's, that's a stretch. Who is your inspiration? Who's my inspiration? Yeah. To, 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 to like pursue music. Oh, well, like you might sound really, really corny and like, you know, and it might be said a lot, but I love Tupac because yeah. he, he kept it real. You know, like I've always, I've grown up listening to Tupac's music and I don't know, there was just something about him telling a story that just I found really cool to me. You know, I never grew up around like, like the drug stuff or you know any of like bikies or thugs and shit like that. I, I grew up around a good family. They raised me the same as they raised, you know, like they got raised. So like, at the end of the day, uh, I kind of just well didn't relate to it, but I kind of I kind of did relate to it if you get what I mean. Mm. Like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, just, just something something about Tupac that just made me feel nice like it's just nice to vibe to you know you know he's inspired many people so it's understandable yeah yeah what is the south australian rap scene like oh no um there is a well i'll tell you what there's there's not there's there's a lot of us but there's not many of us who have like taken it to an extent the australian the adelaide rap scene has has like made a hit like, because people know who Merkabah is. Merkabah is Adelaide's Hip Hop Resurrection. So I reckon, like, I reckon all of us have got something to show, but because Adelaide's not really on the map for, mm. like, you know, hip hop or 90s hip hop in general. So, yeah. But Adelaide is the one spot keeping hip hop alive. Yeah. Do you feel like you get like overlooked? Because I know Western Australia just gets completely fucking blocked out. It's all like East Coast, Queensland, Sydney, oh, Melbourne. Like, do you feel like you get left out? I reckon that I, I reckon like if I was to like put them all in a in a pile, like I would, obviously Sydney is the mecca of rap, and then I would probably put uh, Melbourne second, and I would probably put Brisbane third, hmm. and then. I would put Perth and then I'll put us. Uh, I'm probably missing out on heaps of yeah. states, but you know, you, like you get me. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Perth, Perth is like, they've got some decent rappers. They got like, you know, like OMAC, they got like complete cogs, all mm. of those, you know, like the ones that are known in Perth, like repping Perth. So, yeah. And I, I feel like the only ones that we got is probably Merkabah. The only one that sticks out from Adelaide really. Or Queens, Queens tip hop as well. Shout out to Queens. Would you ever move to like boost or pursue your career? Would, would I? Would, yeah. To be honest, yeah, I, I actually would. But like, I can't even spend a night away like in camp without my parents. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I don't know how I'll go, you know, traveling to a different state could like completely by myself. Uh, I, I, I'll be good, you know, like I, um, I know Haunts really well and I know um, ADHD Dizzle really well as well. Shout out to those boys. 
and like Scooby and that. Mm. So like, if I was ever to go anywhere, I'd probably go to Sydney because that's where they're all at and anywhere else, probably New South Wales because that's where Skitson lives. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. No, shout out to Skitson as well. Yeah. You've done a few tracks with him now, haven't you? Yeah. I've done, I've done, yeah, I've done, I think I've done about three, but we got like two in the, in the progress of making. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm doing a, um, a lockdown cipher with, Haunts, ADHD, and Skidson. So that that that'd be cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. Given the fact that I was just watching your um, one take. Oh yeah. Was that actually one take or? Yeah that that was that was for one take. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like- I um, because uh, I, I I set my mic up in a weird way and just <laughs> somehow it just turned out the way I wanted it to. Yeah. Um, speaking of. Skitson it? Skitson? Yeah, Skitson, yeah. Yeah. Um, you just, that track on your album, uh, it's really, yeah, really interesting, the, the switch up in the middle. Yeah, because at, at first it was meant to be like a whole boom bap track and Skitson was meant to be on it. And he had, he had a verse already like, you know, just waiting to jump in the booth with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, I don't know, I'm not feeling this one. Like, I'm not feeling it. And then for some reason, I don't know what happened in my mind, but I just, I was scrolling through TikTok and I saw the nine news like thing about COVID ages ago. And I was like, I need to find that video because that was really interesting to me. I just chucked it in. I found a beat that would be really gritty, really dark. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go online. I found the beat and I put it in and I was just like, whoa. And some, and the bars just like completely just peeled off the top of my head. And I just spat that entire verse that I spat in the song and I kept doing it and got a hold of it and eventually uh, wrote it down and recorded it. And then Skitson gave me his part. And yeah, that, that was just like, I was like, yeah, this track, what I wasn't feeling before, but now like, I feel like we've done enough. Like, I feel like the track's going, like going to be, going to be go good or going to be good. Yeah. At least. I, I say that because out of like the whole 10, that one's my personal favorite. Like I was listening to it on the way home today and like that oh, one. Yeah. That's wicked. <laughs> and then like yeah. the, the switch up just caught me. I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? And it's like, yeah, yeah. Like people don't, people don't really expect that because they thought because I had Skitson on it and pretty much the whole album was just all boom bap. Like it was all old school nineties hip hop beats. And then when people listen to that and they've heard, they heard the switch up, they go, oh, like he's yeah. teasing us. You know, he could come up with more. And it's true. I've got some. I've got some trap tracks like locked up. I've got a drill track locked up. They're all in the vault. They're just waiting, just sitting there collecting dust until yeah. I drop them. Yeah. What's your recording process like? Oh, uh, writing a song depends how like because I I can adapt to beats like really quickly. It's just a special like power that I have to adapt to a beat and just try and come up with at least a hook or maybe maybe a verse or at least the chorus, you know? Mm. And once I've done that, then from then on, it really speaks for itself. I like write all my song down. I practice it over and over again until I jump up on the mic. And then I I record, mix and master all my tracks. I do it all myself, mix all my own vocals. If I need auto-tune, I've got auto-tune. I've mixed tracks for um, Skitson. Even the people that were saying that my music didn't sound as good before, I've definitely improved my mixing and mastering. I reckon that's what takes most out of my day. 
So yeah, to answer your question, yeah, the the recording process and the writing process it takes a long time. Yeah, you'd have yeah. to be the only rapper I know who's coming up and mixing and mastering their own stuff. Yeah, because I I don't know, like it was always um, like when I used to go to gym, I always used to like go there and go hard and go home. Mm. You know. Like I never wanted to slack. Like I, I, when when there's work and work needs to be done, that that was how I was brought up. I was, I'm Italian, so that's how I was brought up. My dad says you got to do this, you got to do that, and you got to do it quick. But you know, put an effort into it. So I guess it, it was more of the feeling like if I mix and master my own tracks, not only would my like you know people like my songs, but people forgetting that I record and mix and master all the shit in my room, like just me yeah. and plus I, I find it easier to mix and master my own stuff because I know what I want. I know what, how I want it to sound. I know, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. So just, just basically, yeah. No, that's it's very, all about that grind. That's very interesting. Did you, a lot of YouTube videos and shit or you, you studied it somehow or like. I'm, I mainly just sat at my computer, uh, spoken to the mic and, you know, just, flicked a couple switches and just like, you know, <laughs> messed around with it yeah. for a little bit. And then I eventually found some, like, you know, I was starting to use some things called buses. You can control like the levels of what you want. So if I've got a delay, I will put it really low so you can just hear it. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that sometimes when I mix and master my songs, like either my reverb or my echoes, like, you know, too loud and it's just drowning out my vocals and it doesn't sound good. So it takes me like, four or five tries to bounce a track to my drive, listen to it on my phone and through my headphones and I still don't like it. So I have to do something else. So yeah, it's just, it varies different times. You know, I might like at the moment I've been getting tracks like straight on. Like, I mix them, master them. I bounce them and listen to them once. And I'm like, yeah, that's sick. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. It, it just, yeah. I just sat at my computer for hours and just figured everything out by myself. Oh, that's, that's good. You, you save a lot of money that way too. Mix and mastering is fucking Oh, expensive. yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that <laughs> as well because the first song I ever recorded, I went to a studio and I paid um, I paid $80 for, I believe it was three hours. Yeah, I paid 80 bucks for three hours. And then like, oh, no, that sounds dumb. No, no, forget it. Um, <laughs> then after that, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm out of pocket 80 bucks, but, I, like, you know, I've produced a pretty good song. I reckon, I reckon it's a good song. I'll drop it. And then the numbers were climbing and then I couldn't afford to go back to the, to the studio. So I was like, I've got a microphone here I used to use for like Xbox and stuff. Yeah. So I might as well just use that. Then after a while, then I got sick of it, went out and bought a mic and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this in my room. And I, I did that and everyone was like, didn't like the quality. The quality wasn't as good as the studio set up. But like now, you know, I've learned to up my quality you know, make make my vocals go over mm. the beat and not sound so drowned out. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I found it. It was just a hell of a lot cheaper, and it was to to be honest, a hell of a lot smarter option. Yeah, because I was I was spending a lot of money on studio sessions. Yeah, yeah. Well, Before that, you know, eighty bucks, and what I know people pay here for studio time, that's cheap. <laughs> like 80 yeah, it, it, was, it was um it was only it was only at this dude's house i only oh. went there uh, at this dude's house and he charged me like 80 bucks for like three hours studio i'm like yeah 
Don't. Yeah, it, you know, it was funny. He, he had like a, he was really nice room. He had LED lights, you know, he, he had soundproof pads and walls. Like, oh, man, damn, this guy's legit. Uh, gave him the vocals and he just mixed and mastered them. And he did a good job, to be honest, because yeah. that was, because everyone was like, wow, the quality of that song is mad. You should do more like this. And I'll drop a second track and send like us. <laughs> People are like, what the fuck happened? You're like, oh, um, yeah, yeah, like, this, yeah. One, <laughs> this one was in my room. Um, given all that, what's been the biggest learning experience for you with all this? The biggest learning experience? Oh, I guess it was just like, um, I reckon it was like the way I structure my stuff now. Like I've learned to, like, um, like, how to how to pitch my voice at a certain tone or like how to do this and same with the mixing and mastering i think everything over time just kind of getting like more practice and like it was just kind of like sounding more professional to me that's my own opinion but like yeah i guess like the learning process learning how to put together my own music videos and learning how to like create my own album covers and learning how to market my songs and you know tell like you know promote them and stuff like that so the learning process was sick mm-hmm. like any any up-and-coming artist would tell you that the that the up-and-coming part is the best part of your career i will at least i think it is a lot of rappers have said that yeah so yeah uh when would you say you've made it like when would you say this when, is it? when would i when would yeah. i say i've made it yeah when I can provide for myself and my family, that's when I'll say I've made it. Because, mm. like, I was born in a household where nothing is the same as family. Yeah. You know, nothing compares to family. Family's no number one. Family's the top, right? And because of, like, growing up around, like, a wog household, family was always the first option, you know? Uh, and plus, like, education was really important to my mum as well. So all of, like, you know, me and my brothers, all in high school, they're all going to year 12 and all that type of stuff. When I made it, that uh, when I can provide for my family and help my family live, that's when I know I've made it. Yeah. That's when I'll say to my mum, like, mum, all those times I spent in my room, that's, like, you know, it's all paid off. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. Yeah. Do they support you, given the fact that they're Italian? Because I know they're my, pretty. My like... mum's mom, my French Polynesian. Okay. Well, my mum, like, she was, she was born in Brizzy. Uh-huh. And my dad was born here in Adelaide. Brought up tough, my dad was. My, so was my mum. So that's why they're all like, you know, they're tough on me. Um, I guess the music stuff is good. Like, they, my mum understands it, but at the same time, she's scared yeah. because, you know, like, half the, half the artists, whether you're a rock star or, or a rapper, you know, you go down that road of like drugs and girls and stuff. But, the way I've been brought up, I know that that stuff is wrong. Like, even though like I have done drugs in my past, Mm. but like that was only because I wanted to try it, not because I wanted to get addicted, not peer pressured. I just, I just did it, you know, and decided I didn't like it, moved on. You know, that was just the way I did things. Yeah. Yeah. Back on what you were saying about your music videos and stuff, you're pretty much doing the whole Tom McDonald route, you know, doing everything yourself. I don't know if you. Yeah, I, I, I like Tom McDonald, yeah. but I never, I've never. That's the first time I've heard about that. But I guess it was just well, the money was a big problem. Yeah, because I is. couldn't, I, I couldn't just you know fork out one thousand dollars, cost me an arm and a leg to get a song mixed and mastered professionally and get a music video done. Yeah, so I was like, 
I'm just going to, I'm going to buy an iPhone 12, buy a tripod. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm just going to like, you know, if it, if it record one takes, if, if I have to spend a, like, you know, 14, 15 bucks to get a like professional editing software on my phone. So be it. It'll yeah. save me so much money. So yeah, I guess it was just the money thing was a big option. Yeah. Fun fact. It wasn't a very big option. I edit all my videos on my phone as well, you know? So I was like. Oh, that's wicked. The the phones these days are just fucking insane. You don't need anything anymore. Yeah. Like it's crazy. 100%. Um, Yeah. I'm like, so some, some of the, like some people who come to me and they go, they go like the album covers, like, did you get them done? Like professionally? I was like, nah, I did them on my phone, man. Yeah. Legit. And they go, what? And I'm like, yeah, because I have like, and what, like once again, I know what I want. Hmm. So when I get an album cover, I'll get a song done and I'm like, all right, what do I want the album cover to be? I'll just brainstorm and I'll sit there for ages and I'll just brainstorm. I go through all the stickers. I go through like all the themes that I want and I'm like, yep, yeah, I want that. And Skitson, I made, I'm, I did a Skitson's Built Different, uh, his album coming soon. I made the album cover to that. Once you see that, you'll be like, holy God, like this dude did it on his phone. Like, I drew his face and everything and half of his face is the Terminator and it has like a cut uh, straight through the middle of his face and it says built different and it looks like stitches. Mm. It, was, it was mad. I was like, what? I could do that. Like, Yeah. yeah like even the- my mum was like, whoa, you make these on your phone? I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's just plain, plain simple. It's just my ideas, my brain working yeah. finally. Technology's <laughs> come a long way. It's, it's fucking scary actually. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent, yeah. What is mob? Mob. Um. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, I I I don't get this question a lot because people just like just do it. Mob stands for mob. Yeah. And because I was Italian, I wanted to take it like you know into it like because I used to get called a wog back in the day, mm-hmm. like when I was younger. I don't make it sound like I'm fucking fifty years old, <laughs> but hey, my, like but when I was younger, I used to get called a wog. So it kind of like kind of stuck with me. And then I found out what the mafia is. I'm like, mob. Yeah. And you know, mob. And um, mob stands for maintenance of business, with like to do with the Italian mafia. Mm-hmm. Um, but mine stands for man of brethren. So man of family. As I said before, family comes first, right? Yeah. Man of family. So you're not a man if you're not with family. You know, every every family man is a man. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it takes a while to process. Don't worry, I'm exactly like that. <laughs> um, yeah, but what is it? Like, is it a, a group or? Like- um, yeah, I, I would, I would say it's a group. It's more like, uh, it's more like a movement. I reckon, mm-hmm. like you know, like NWA mm-hmm. and um, uh, who else? Yeah, NWA. You got D12 with Eminem. Yeah, yeah Lynch Mob. Yeah, it's more like like a movement like a crew okay uh, yeah I was, we'll, we'll say it's a crew yeah all right yeah no i was just interesting because like you've got one person linked to it and so it's like what is this you know yeah i will so like so that that dude he's part of it um because like, he, he raps as well so i was like you know we'll just we'll just do we'll just start up a crew what should we yeah. call it mob done yeah yeah so mob stands for man of Bredgens. Regions is like a Jamaican UK term for family yeah. or brothers. Yeah. So like might as well just call it man of brethren's man of family. You have said you've been doing this for a while, but you've been doing this like I would say legitimately since 2020. 
so it's hella ambitious for you to drop a 10 track album why what was the process behind that oh okay so the <laughs> album came from so <laughs> i i don't know if i can i'm i can lads talk about drug experiences yeah you do you man okay i, I took i took 250 ugs of acid and um the first thing that came to my mind when we were watching the show called the outer limits was an album and i was like dude this album would be sick because it's like outer limits like exploring the outer me so like in the first track i was talking about i'm extraterrestrial half a shit i speak is unacceptable like i was just trying to find a good wordplay mm. you know and throughout the whole track like rap therapy is me like if you've listened to that you notice i talk everything about me like i want to be this i want to be that you know rap therapy because when you're in a therapy session you talk about you yeah. So basically this album was just to talk about my outer skin, you know, just really, I may not like, you know, be tough on the outer, but I'm tougher on the inner, mm-hmm. you know? So I guess it was just bringing my tough side out. So yeah, that was, that was just basically what the outer limits was all about. I know it was like, like it was meant to be longer, but I ended up shortening it to 10 tracks because it was just taking so much out of me. Longer. And, yeah, it, no, it was meant to be like, I was meant to drop it like, I don't know, probably next year, next year <laughs> at the end of the year. But I ended up dropping it because everyone was asking me for it. They go, dude, I just want to hear this album. I was like, well, it's done. You know what? I'll just drop it. See what happens. And it, it's, it, it kind of like helps me because I was like, oh, people like, because I dropped a song in there that I thought people were going to meme me for, even though I did get memed. But Skitten, you know who I'm talking about. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, and that and people actually messaged me and said, like, keep it up, brother. You know how to make like you know how to make a grown man cry. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, like, my music having an effect on people in a positive and emotional way that makes me feel good. So yeah. I reckon this album was the best thing I've done so far. Yeah, well, that's probably why. Yeah, back on your meme thing, Logic did say once they make a meme for you, you've made it. So. You kind of mm. kind of made it. Plus, any publicity is good. I kind of kind of made a song that was a meme, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because because oh, so <laughs> um the the video is uh, so it was my song called her, and it was the first song I ever sung in. I don't usually sing because I can't sing for shit, but I decided to do it because I wanted to express my feelings, you know. Plus, the song called her, so you know, yeah, self-explanatory, really. And yeah, he just made a meme about it, like me, like, like he got one a picture of a pregnant woman, <laughs> and in in a bed, and then when that when that ooh part come up, he just she had her mouth like ooh, it was, it was stupid. <laughs> it was just dumb. Yeah, I've had heaps of memes made about me. I had one of me like a screenshot from my music video, Anthem, me on the bottom and Super Mario on the top. <laughs> Yeah, no joke. And I had one that was Skitson. No, it was a man walking a dog. Skitson's face was on the man and I was the dog. Because everyone was saying that that he pulls me in the rap game. So I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. <laughs> how like how do you deal with, I don't want to say like all the hate, but like all the bullshit negative comments 
like does it just fuel you or does it like bring you down and you think about shit or yeah it it it, it fuels me it makes me want to try harder like i don't understand how someone could take the time out of their day to comment quit 200 times on my slaughter <laughs> music video right no no joke you can even like check it out yeah, he said quit 200 times and i took time out of my day to go and like every single one of them because <laughs> i was like yeah bro you're charging me up like you're so salty yeah i was like you're charging me up the more you comment bro the, the harder i'm gonna be and i remember this one dude that um that i was talking to he said he liked my music and then he kind of went a little bit off and he yeah, he went off at me for something you know and i was like okay kicked him out of my life and he comes back and he goes yeah bro he goes i like what you're doing now i was like hmm. you liked me you don't like me now you like me again I'm like what the fuck is going on it's just a roller coaster of emotions with this bloke yeah it was, yeah I, it just fills me like it just makes me want to try harder like if someone beats me beats down on me and says you will never be this you will never be that i'm just gonna be like i can do whatever i want man yeah. like i'm me you're not me you know you don't work how i work well i try harder shout out to the guy who said quit 200 times for boosting you up in the algorithm <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, no, shout, out, shout out to you bro <laughs> Like all that shit just helped whether he wanted mm. you to quit or not. Yeah, it, it, it just- did. <laughs> it did. It gave me more. Cause like in, in school, I was always like, I was always getting bullied for the way I, the way I dressed, even though we all wore the fucking same school uniform, <laughs> but the way I dressed, the way I looked, the way I talked and all that, the way I acted, you know, people would say I walk like, like, you know, I don't, I don't think I do it, but people have said to me that you walk like you want to hurt someone. I don't because I'm I'm not a fighter, bro. Like I don't I don't want to do that. If anything, I would rather you know choose between fight or flight. I would just fly away, bro. It takes a bigger man to walk away because yeah. you know something bad could go wrong, and then I could regret that for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. I where guess you, that. Yeah, that, that was just. Yeah, where do you see yourself in five years, man? In five years, I don't. I don't want to say I'll see myself on stage with heaps of followers and stuff or heaps of streams. I'll say, you know, I'm just going to play it by ear. I'm going to see what what happens. I'm going to drive myself harder. See, you know, if the streams do go up, whoop de do. If I if I do go on stage, that's my dream complete. Like I just want to go on stage, but I'm just going to play it by ear and trust the process and trust the people that support me. So yeah, I'm just going to do. I'm just going to float with the boat, man. Whatever happens, happens. Have you been I've on stage yet? Sorry? Have you been on stage yet? Uh, I've, I've been to an open mic night. I remember yeah. um, someone um, near the Wayville Showgrounds here in Adelaide called me up and he goes, hey, man. He goes, uh, there's a bunch of, bunch of 17-year-old boys in here asking if you can come perform because they reckon they were walking outside the pub and they saw the open mic night. They go, oh, bro, look, let's get kicked back. He goes, surely. And they, they called me up. They gave him his number, my number, called him, called me up. He goes, hey, man. He goes, we'll, we'll pay you. He goes, 30 bucks for like, you know, three or four songs. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man, for sure. What time? He goes, seven o'clock. I went there. It was the deadest fucking show <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, cause it was just a bunch of, it was just a bunch of university kids and it was a bunch of like old people and then like, you know, they had kids and stuff. So I was like, I had to apologize for them. I was like, sorry if there's heaps of swearing. Meanwhile, there's just this fucking dark Italian boy just going, fuck you, fuck every can't fucking, <laughs> you know, like in front of like little kids, man, you know. <laughs> you couldn't have made it like PG, just cut all that shit out. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I had to warn the parents. I was like, look, I'm sorry, but this is get, uh, my music's got explicit lyrics. And meanwhile, my mate's just at the back going, fuck yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was funny. It was funny. Yeah, you go through good ones, you have bad ones. Yeah. But I've never they- actually been on stage. I performed in people's backyards, if that helps. That that went better. Yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah. well, the initial fact that you did and you did a basically a set to an empty empty floor, empty uh, like mm. venue is that says something. It means like you're prepared for when it's full. You know what I mean? Like if you can yeah, be yeah, hyped and going crazy to an empty venue, imagine if it was full. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it it was full. There was, it was full of, um, <laughs> of uh, very ignorant people. Yeah, didn't like didn't like what I was saying. Didn't like the message I was pushing across. And that, I, you know, no doubt, I don't, I don't, I don't blame you because I was, I was like saying all types of shit about violence and stuff because that's where I, like, that's how I grew up. Yeah, I I grew up around people who fight and thought I was cool by doing it. And I, and I speak about it in my raps now and realize how much of a dumb ton I was. So, yeah. Let's get to know you a little bit better. What are you doing when you're not being kicked back? Mm, what am I doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm well, either like, actually, out be- with my before, mates. We, before we continue, you said something about a plan B. What's your plan B? Oh, my plan B. Oh, yeah. So, like, if, if the music stuff doesn't work out, I can always do something related to music. Mm-hmm. So I can always apply for a diploma in, in um, like in the music industry and do like mixing and mastering for a living. That's my plan B because of what I've taught myself. So I can use that experience in the long run if the rapping doesn't work out mm-hmm. or if it does work out, but it doesn't go as far as I thought it was going to go. I can still do that on the side. You know, I can still spit raps on the side and make beats at night, you know? Yeah. I can still do that. Yeah, so that, that was my plan B. But if it, if it gets really, really bad and I can't do any of it, doll bludger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I think that's what your mum's worried about. Yeah, yeah my mum's yeah. worried. Yeah, because I, I am actually living off the doll okay. at the moment. Yeah. The only thing I'm getting paid from is when people like send me their songs, I just charge them like 10 bucks or something. Yeah, that's the only, but that that's the only form of money I got besides the Centrelink payment. That's mm-hmm. what I said in in my in my one take. I said like, spent um my Centrelink paycheck to get a six pack. How's that? Yeah, you know, like like that's real. And I didn't get my first pair of shoes till I was eighteen because that's when I had a job. You know, so like I know what it's like to to well not struggle because I have everything I ask for. You know, my parents. You know, like I live with my parents in my own in my own house i have all the electricity i have all, all the food i could ask for i have my bed you know i have wi-fi i have everything i need so like getting a job would just be really good because i'm just this boy that just walks around the house all the time yeah yeah straight up yeah. i stay up until three o'clock in the morning just on my phone <laughs> i don't like i don't sleep because I'm, I'm that bored because i know i got nothing to do in the morning yeah. So that's why I want a job because I want to be able to go to bed, have a good night's sleep finally, and then get up and work for my money to provide for my career or my music or whatever. Mm. So, yeah. And what do you see yourself doing? Like you want a job, but like what do you got? What are your qualifications? 
What do I have in mind? Uh, well, my first job was I worked at um, Faster Pasta. I worked at a, at a um, pasta shop, at a takeaway restaurant, and I was a kitchen hand. And in school, I was doing a food and hospitality course. Yeah. So I was, I was doing uh, like, but what was I doing? I was serving like, you know, when the teachers have meetings and stuff, they have caterers. So I was a caterer. I would like provide for the teachers or if, you know, if the prime minister came to school, you know, we'd just yeah. do that for him. Yeah. Tony yeah. Abbott was a dickhead. I, <laughs> I met Tony Abbott in real life. <laughs> he, he was an absolute cockhead. Uh, yeah, he lives around my area. So like, I remember when I got I gave him a I gave him a pie because he was living here in Adelaide. Yeah. He came to the school to like do something with the school, put it on the news or whatever. He was eating a pie. He's in the middle of eating it, and then he just wipes his hands on his shirt and shakes my hand. I'm like, "What? You're Tony Abbott, bro. You can't do that." <laughs> it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. Now, nah, man, the hospitality game sucks. So don't go down that road. I, you know what? I, I didn't mind it because I've always grown up around food. Yeah. I'm Italian. I've always yeah. grown up around food, and my mum's always in the kitchen cooking something. Yeah. Like you know, can't even imagine it, whether whether it's you know Vietnamese, Chinese. Even if it's like bangers and mash, like Australian dishes or Italian dishes, she's yeah. always cooking because she provides for me, and my brothers, you know. Yeah. And anyone who stays over, yeah, hangs out with me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I've been around food my whole life, and I I know what I want food to see. Again, I yeah. know what I want. I know <laughs> what I want food to taste like. I know what I want it to look like. So I was just interested in, in seeing what type of area I could push it to. Yeah. yeah, everything I everything I do, I push myself. Well, now that we're on the topic, I got a bunch of questions I ask everyone. I ask everyone the exact same question: What's your favorite food, man? Oh, my favorite food. Oh, damn. Um, I would have to say my favorite food is probably uh, an Italian dish called pastina. Right? It's got like it's like little pasta shells, and it's got like uh, meatballs in it. But like these ain't no these ain't no like normal red meatballs. These are like pepettas. These are called pepettas. And you know, like they'll be cooked up in the pot with the bones and the bone, like the I think I think it's um also buckle, the lamb mm-hmm. at the yeah, it's what the lamb is called. It's called also buckle. Yeah. And put it in the pot, stir it up, and all the juices and stuff go inside of like the pasta and they just yeah, it's just dope. <laughs> my mum makes it when she makes it she makes two bags of it because she knows that me and my boys are just gonna shovel the fucking thing yeah <laughs> always good? yeah yeah it's that good i have big bowls of it sometimes i go for seconds sometimes <laughs> no oh, maybe all the time but yeah, yeah I, I just oh yeah i love pastina uh, i grew up with my um uh, my nonna and my nonno which is um grandma and grandpa in italian yeah on my dad's side um, and they would always make, you know, whether it's penne or they would make spaghetti or gnocchi or pastina, as I said. Yeah. Um, they would make it, and my nonna just made it the best, and my mum makes it so good as well. So I still, I bring it really, every time I put a spoon in that, my mouth brings about my childhood. I love it. Ah, yeah. Like if a food can do that, it must be fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking sick. I yeah. recommend you go into an Italian restaurant and trying it. All right, I'll have a look when, when shit opens up. Are, I'll have a look. Easy, no worries. Um, 
Netflix or Disney Plus? I'll say Netflix because I'm more into like like the series. Like, have you seen Squid Game yet? No, I refuse to see it. (laughs) You got to watch it. You got to watch it. Squid Game is fucking sick. It's so dope. Um, But I'm into like more, yeah, like TV series and stuff like that because I used to watch like The Flash and stuff Hmm. on the TV or like, you know, was it nine one one or you know yeah just anything or murder documentaries? I don't know. No, I love that shit. I'm very invested into documentaries and I like war and yeah. I like medieval war and yeah, I just love history, bro. History was my favorite subject besides poetry in school because yeah, I just love people and tell stories. So like tell, telling uh, scary stories in the dark. That movie, I've I've watched it like ten times. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I just no, I love Netflix because well, uh, I can find stuff on there that I enjoy, and like well, Unsolved with Biggie and Tupac. That was yeah. interesting. That was good. Mm. Yeah. Well, rap is kind of like telling stories and history and all that. It is. So it, yeah. it it makes sense on how you kind of just fell into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that is true. But like because uh, in primary school, because I didn't have many friends, so I would like, you know, I would like just read. Just books yeah i like read write stories like i used to write scary stories and i wrote a poem when i wrote my poem i was writing about i believe i was writing about um what what's going to happen in the future like you know like if it's extraterrestrial life or shit like that i i, I love stuff like that live finding out in the future that's why i liked uh, taking acid because it really opened your mind up and made you think about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. When I wrote that poem, he goes, "Because you, you got, he goes, you got something. He goes, you got something. He goes, like, just don't tell anyone else. But that was probably the best poem I've heard like since, you know, since the last like four other people. Oh no, I think I went last. But yeah, he said that was the best poem." Out of all of them, but don't tell anyone. Yeah, Do you remember your poem? I don't remember my poem. I wish I did. <laughs> it's somewhere hanging around in my in my school. They it was that good. They framed it and put it up in in the school. So my name is there forever. It's pretty sick. Yeah, definitely go go back to have a look. Chuck it in the song. Oh yeah, no, for sure, one hundred percent for sure. Um, PlayStation yeah. or Xbox, man. I I, I um. I've only had well, my brother's got PS4. Yeah. I've only ever had Xbox. So yeah, I I prefer Xbox over anything. Yeah. Yeah. And what's your biggest conspiracy? My biggest conspiracy? Yeah. I wonder I, I really wonder what the technology can do in the future. Like I was just talking to my mate the other day, what if someone makes like this probably sounds really trippy, but what if someone made, so I was listening to that KSI song with Lil Wayne mm-hmm. and I said to my mate, I was like, dude, Lil Wayne sounds like a fucking robot, bro. Like his auto tune, it just sounds, it sounds mad. Like, you know, he sounds like a robot. And I said to my mate while we were high, <laughs> I said, oh, bro, imagine if they made like, like a rapper robot, like, you know, like how, Everyone's out to shoot and kill six nine. Imagine how many rappers would be out to try and fucking kill this machine, like because it would just be unstoppable. Yeah, you get what I mean. Yeah. If oh man, 
yeah, I wonder, I wonder if they like make it like how the music's going to turn out. Cause like Playboy Cardi, very like extremely talented when it comes to the way his things sound. He kind of sounds like an alien. Everyone says he's not a real person. Everyone says he kind of sounds like an alien. Yeah. And I think like the way the technology is played out and people, how people are sounding now is pretty cool. But I want to see how far it actually goes. You know, sooner or later, I might see floating cars. Yeah. Uh, there's already, you know, there's already stuff that never existed when I was, when I was younger to what it is now. Like you got portable phone chargers. Yeah. You got a, you got a phone, a phone that folds like the old phone. It's like they're bringing the, the old age back to the new age, you know? Yeah. It's wicked. You got like Technology a whole, com- sick. whole computer in your off. pocket. <laughs> yeah. It, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And amazing what you can do on the phone. As like going back to what we were saying before about what you can do on the phones. Yeah. Now, it's crazy, you know. Yeah, and people are so smart when it comes to that shit. Yeah. Speaking of music, where do you see rap in five years? Like Oz rap. Where do you see rap? The, the Oz rap scene in five yeah. years. I reckon. I reckon we will be like on the map. I reckon people would be more interested in what the Aussies have to say about hip hop. Mm-hmm. you know like so obviously the drill rap scene is like travel to the uk and stuff like that and chilling it like you know is fucking done gigs with sticky fingers and all that stuff so like i reckon like, those guys are putting us like australia on the map same with the kid Leroy. i don't think anyone knew if australia even existed over there so yeah. when kid Leroy popped down they're like where the fuck has this come from yeah. You know? So, like, yeah, I reckon, yeah, the rap scene is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. Like, we're eventually going to be one of the biggest, I reckon, because we got so much to say, but people are still clowning on us because of, that, of our tone. But what yeah. they don't realise, we, like, most Aussies, like, been through some fucked up shit and we got we got things to say. We're not going to, like, keeping our mouth shut, you know? So I reckon if we keep doing what we're doing, man, we're going to be one. We're going to be, like, yeah. Well, it's, and it's, it's crazy that their music over in the States is all like drugs, gangs, bitches, and money. And here we talk yeah. real shit. We talk like real yeah, we, life we talk shit. Real shit. Like, yeah, we talk real life shit. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Like, how do you feel about some Australians not fucking with Kid Leroy and saying that he has switched up his flow to make him sound more American. Like we can cut this out, I but I'm, I'm just what, like, I'm intrigued because I've I asked think, a few people. I think what the, what the kid Leroy has, uh, he just, he done stuff because like, well, he's like, he's like anyone else. He, he knows well, like he, that's his type of music. He likes. Um, so like, I reckon what he did was for his own good. You know, like if he wants to do that, he can do that. But like at least, you know, show with the state where you came from. So he did a song with one four. Yeah. You know, like, you know, he he's still yeah. Well, I've I've heard I've heard some other shit, but I don't I don't know if it's true. But I, I like what the kid Leroy is doing, like his movement, but I don't like it's not something I would typically just jump up and be like, oh, I want to listen to Kid Leroy while I'm having a shower or making yeah. a sandwich or something. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I don't usually do that. I usually just put on like 90s hip hop or yeah. R&B, you know, I just listen. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mainly Cypress Hill. Yeah, they don't make shit like they used to, that West Coast yeah, stuff. Yeah, true, true. 
Love it. Yeah, true, true. What can we expect from you in the future, man? What do you have in the works? What I have in the works? Oh, well, uh, different different genres. I, I can tell you that uh, different genres. So, like somewhere along the lines, there'll be uh, some R and B. There'll be um, there's a I've got a club box sitting right there. Um, I'm trying to get together a hard style version of my club bop. Um, I've got uh, some remixes coming. Like I've got an Aussie bop remix. I've got some trap. I've got some drill. So yeah, mainly different genres is what you can expect me to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what do you have to say to your ever-growing fan base? To my fan base? Yeah. Um, I Well, I... First of all, I appreciate all the support that everyone's gave me. Like when when I wake up and people, like I see more people following me or they message me and they go, yo, man, like I just checked out your album. It's fucking sick. It makes me feel good about myself. So I guess like my message to my fan base is just keep being you, keep rocking and like, yeah, just do what you can. Do what you do makes you happy. If my music makes you happy, by all means, like, rock with me bro just vibe I, I like vibing i always like people vibe with me you know yeah if i say one thing my fan base vibe with me ride with the mob <laughs> and what do you have that's to the, say the one to the people who aren't following you who aren't following me why aren't you following me yet bro <laughs> <laughs> if, if i like you know if i'm not your type of like type of rapper or if i'm not your type of sound you're looking for doesn't bother me, man, because heaps of other people will say um, say it twice. They will say it different. Mm. You know? People who are following me support me for me. People who aren't following me haven't either haven't heard of me or they just don't like what I'm doing, which is fair enough. You know, you win the sum, you lose some, man. Yeah, straight up. That's true. Yeah. Um, kickback. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Oh, no, I appreciate it, man, honestly. Thanks for having me.